To all my K-drama lovers out there, welcome to the K-drama Cafe podcast. If there's anyone out there listening, thank you so, so, so much for joining me here at the K-Drama Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Sarai, and if this is your first time here, welcome, 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 welcome. All are welcome here, K-Drama lovers, K-pop lovers, anime lovers, manga lovers, webtoon. I don't know, the list goes on and on. You guys are all welcome here, okay? K- uh, fangirls, fanboys, you guys are all welcome here here if this is not your first time here thank you so 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 freaking much thank you so much for joining me here once again um to hear my thoughts and takes on all things korean drama so welcome or welcome back on today's episode i am so excited to talk about this drama i am continuing my rewatch journey and continuing off with this specific drama that i absolutely love okay i'm so excited hang in there it might get a little too deep (laughs) i'll try not to take too much of your time um but yeah i'm super excited so wind down grab yourself a cup of coffee grab yourself a cup of something and chit chat with me on all about healing your inner child with it's okay to not be okay let's get into it Alright, but before we get into it, I have to ask, I have to ask, have you been caffeinated today? Okay, it is a question that I need to ask because I want to know what you guys are drinking, what kind of coffee is, what kind of go-to coffee you guys like, Um, just because I want to try new things and um, I need friends. (laughs) I need to feel like I'm not alone with my coffee addiction, okay, but okay, so today's coffee is coffee beans, iced cookie butter coffee if you love coffee bean and if you are one of those coffee drinkers that are not like totally just completely black and you guys are not totally just like can i please have coffee with my milk um or sweetener with coffee with my sweetener you guys right in the middle you guys like a little you guys like a little sweet and not too strong i think this one's for you check it out ice cookie not ice cookie sorry not the latte the coffee so with coffee bean it's a little bit different you gotta be specific with it the latte it's more milkier i think it's a little bit more sweeter but if you just do coffee they literally just it's just probably less milk and less i really don't like my coffee too creamy i don't like it too milky i like it pretty dark um i don't mind a good americano with just just ice you know i'm good with that but you know i like i like a little sweet in my life so i don't mind some sweeteners but iced um iced cookie butter coffee i know it sounds weird it sounds like it's too much but actually it's 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 good so check it out if not iced hazelnut coffee does the trick for me there so all right anyways enough coffee talk let's get into today's episode Okay, I am so, so excited for this one. It's okay to not be okay. If you guys know me, if you guys heard of me, um, you guys know this is one of my favorite dramas. It was so funny because as I started my rewatch, my sister um, barged into my room and she saw the title. She saw what I was watching. I don't even think she saw the title. She just, she said she like she could hear the OST from it. Um, and she was like, you're starting this again. And I was like hey this is 
this is for research purposes okay don't look at me so she already knew like everyone knows this is one of my favorite shows and it's so funny because she said uh, the my room is next to her restroom so or my restroom is like the other side of the wall is i think her room or her restroom i don't know but she said she could hear one of the osts that she's like i heard this this song so many times i already knew what drama you were watching and it's um by janet Sa. okay if you guys have watched this show you guys know what i'm talking about this show introduced me to janet Sa. okay sue Sa. i think it's Sa. and she is really good she's done quite a few drama osts um they're actually all really good she has a really good voice um and this one if you guys <laughs> it's the one that goes um in silence no one answer that one okay once you hear that it's like oh yeah this is it's okay to not be okay i just i feel like there's songs that you hear and you think automatically you think of the specific key drama so when she she's like i heard that song i heard the two were the two first lyrics and she's like i know what she's watching i just thought it was funny but anyways um yeah so it's okay to not be okay um rewatched it will it surpass the test of time do i still feel about it after rewatching it mm, mm, mm. how do i feel about it we will see <laughs> gosh I, I don't know why i'm so hyper right now <laughs> okay yeah so i think the first thing that i wanted to say is the first thing the first note that i have that i wrote about this drama just so you guys can know a little bit more i guess about me i wrote down right off the bat i honestly think quote i honestly think this one was made just for me unquote <laughs> oh my gosh i'm so annoying um but yeah i honestly feel like it was just made just for me from the ost to the way that it was directed to the stop motions and animations and animated and illustrations everything that was used um as a device for this show uh even the story the characters everything color palette i feel like it was just made for me even the intro itself it's very vintagey very uh what is my, my not my sister my cousin my gen z cousin um what she say dark academia <laughs> she's like sarai well she calls me sara sara you give me dark academia vibes and i was like what is that and she sent me pictures and i was like "Ooh, i like that <laughs> and yeah so those vibes and i just absolutely love it but obviously not not all a show cannot just be sustained by that it needs good it, it needs depth it needs good well-rounded characters it needs a good plot a good premise a good obviously direction um and a good ending you know that's very rare for k-dramas not rare but like it's no i know a good amount of k-dramas that have good endings but unfortunately it's not for him not sticking the landing with endings okay but i'll let you know what i how i feel about this one okay um but yeah i honestly think this one was just made made just for me it gives you tim burtony type of vibes very gothic vintage again like my cousin said um dark academia vibes i guess um and you have the unconventional heroes the unconventional female lead and male lead and um and yeah so right off the bat i was like i love the show like right like rewatching, i was like 
when I first watched it, I was like, I felt the same as, I felt the same. No, when I watched it, I was like very intrigued because I was not expecting it to start off with, um, I didn't know what I was expecting actually, but I was not expecting the intro itself. The theme was really good. So I was like, Ooh, I like that. And then when it started off with the storytelling using stop motion figures or stop motion, um, I was very intrigued because I love a good stop motion film. Have you heard of Leica, anyone? Okay, Leica is so brilliant with their movies, with their films, stop motion films. But um, but yeah, so I was very intrigued. I was like, what am I watching? Okay, and I could tell, like, okay, this is a good concept. This is a a fairy tale. Uh, but it's a darker fairy tale and not a conventional one. So I think that's what intrigued me right away. And then once it introduced. So it was like a fairy tale, like it was narrated by our Kim, 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 Kim Suhyun, main guy, um, and uh, and yeah, and then it, and then it, I, I mean, it, metaphorically, it, it introduces what's going on, kind of the backstory between the main characters, and uh, and then it cuts into uh, real life and what's going on, and I just absolutely love the way that it was directed okay those are things that i pay attention is cinematography and the way the choices that directors make i know i don't talk about it too much i think the last time i talked about it was in um the king's affection and snowdrop i think um but those are the things that i pay attention the way that the director uses their angles to show different i guess to convey people's emotions to convey the story and i think this one they did so so well i think so i don't know that's just my opinion um but yeah and i think another note that i wanted to make of why i loved this show so much is because one of because it kind of gave me the same vibe or not the same vibe but it reminded me of one of my favorite films and i watched this film so many times and i it's one of those films i cannot get tired of i never get bored of and i feel the same feelings it's just so so good it's called Silver Lining Playbook by, not, sorry, with Jennifer Lawrence and with Bradley Cooper and with Robert De Niro. Um, and it's such a good film. It hits really good. I think it's one of my, um, it's not the only one, only film ever that ever touched on mental health or pe- uh, personality disorders and all that stuff. It's not the only one that's ever touched on that subject. But I just love the way they, uh, they went about it with this film um if you guys have watched this film you guys know how it ends and i just like how i don't know the way that they accepted each other and how kind of crazy they are not not to be offensive but it's kind of what they said at the end um and just how chaotic it was but like it's funny because she the main girl is a little chaotic oh my gosh she has such good funny scenes so good scenes but it's like you cannot help but be attracted to this person and you see him bradley cooper is trying to control himself he has um i think his condition uh not condition i'm sorry forgive me um i think he he has bible not her yeah he's the one who, who was diagnosed starts off with like um commenting that he was diagnosed with bipolar as bipolar and uh, he's trying to you know get better like you know I don't know. You guys have to watch this film if you have not seen it. 
he's trying to control himself he's trying to suppress himself he's trying to be a better person and show people around him that he's okay that he's okay that there's nothing wrong with him that he can you know make things right with his wife and all that stuff um and then she's just chaos uh chaos <laughs> i was trying to say chaotic but it, chaos came out she's just chaotic and she's kind of unapologetic about it and it's so kind of refreshing um this story goes deeper regarding mental health and personality disorders and all and different disorders and stuff like that so i don't want to go in too much into it but i just like the fact that he's trying to you know control himself and trying to you know show people like no no no, like i got this under control i'm good i'm good i'm good you know the whole entire time you see that you see it feels chaotic but you see Bradley Cooper's character. Sorry, I just hit my mic. Um, you see Bradley Cooper's character just say, oh, "It's okay, it's all good. I'm good. I'm good." But it's some. The tone is still chaotic. And then she comes in, and he's like, "She's like, who are you? Who are you kidding yourself? Like, stop kidding yourself, you know?" And I, I, I love that. I love every bit of it. And this is the kind of tone that this, at least the first, I want to say maybe six, four to six episodes. That is what. Um, then it it goes into a different uh, and then it gets very like uh not fantastical but it's we'll get there we'll talk about it um but this is the tone that it sets in the first like four or six episodes for it's okay to not be okay and uh because it's kind of the same situation where you have the male lead who obviously has some issues but he always suppresses himself try to control himself try to keep it cool try to push people away and then you have our main girl who's just like you're a hypocrite um you're a liar and i'm gonna do whatever the heck i want and i think you should do too we should just have fun forget everything and so yeah it goes deeper than that but it's just i love it and again i'll explain why let's get into it okay all right so if you guys have not heard of it which hello come on get on it um this show was actually nominated for an emmy award it didn't win but i just thought it was so cool that it even got nominated in the first place it was um i think several interviews they talked about how this is a healing drama and i think that's the first time i heard of that term um, it came out in 2020, June 20 through August 9th, 2020, um, to be exact, Saturday and Sunday runs. And, uh, yeah, okay, so Asian Wiki has a plot summary, and I just think it's kind of weird. <laughs> Let me read it to you, okay? Let me read it to you. So, it says, a story about a man employed in a psychiatric ward and a woman with an antisocial person. I'm so sorry, I'm going to cut myself off right now. Uh, disclaimer i live right next to the main street so i will try my best to make sure that i cancel out any um cars any any noises in the background just just, just, just sorry. bear with me bear with me okay plot synopsis by asian wiki a story about a man employed in a psychiatric ward and a woman with an antisocial personality disorder who is a popular writer of children's books Okay, and then it goes on. It says, Moon Kong Tae, played by Kim Soo Hyun, works in the psychiatric ward. His job is to write down the patient's conditions and to deal with unexpected situations, like if patients fight or they run away. He only earns about 1.8 million won, which is 1,600 USD a month. Why did they? Why would they put that there? I don't even know if they mentioned it in the show. 
so weird whatever i don't know i don't know the woman played by Celia g is a popular writer of children's literature but she is extremely selfish arrogant and rude um not to mention again she has an antisocial personality disorder okay so the main three characters of this show is our beautiful 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 kim soo hyun and his character is moon kong tae okay moon kong tae is the main guy moon kong tae so ye ji is the female lead she plays komunyan which is such a fabulous name just i love it it's just komunyan um obviously they say it better than me i just i'm so bad with pronunciating um and then oh jung se he is um he plays moon song tae he is moon kong tae's older autistic brother okay and these two brothers are out on their own they live on their own they have no family their mom died about i don't know probably 18 years ago um from where the story starts and like i said he's a caretaker in um in different hospitals different psych hospitals um and then moon sung again he's autistic he's pretty high in the spectrum um and uh and uh is a author she's a children's book author and i think what really drew me into it was definitely the fact that kim soo hyun was back this is the first drama that he did right out of the military and so he was back and i was very excited to see him um i think kim soo hyun is one of those actors for me that i know he's gonna do a, a great job like he's gonna give it 100,000 percent in everything he does and i can tell you that because i watched shows that well actually just two one of them i watched which is the producers i completed that show let me tell you why because of his performance he did a really good job and it's like a really simple character subtle character it's not too crazy um but he did it so so well um and then i love all the other actors in it i really did enjoy them it's just i don't know maybe it was a story the directing it was just i didn't like it but i liked them individually if that makes sense and that's how i know like oh yeah kim Hyun is amazing and um the another one i just i just i just can't finish my love from the star let me tell you if drama fever vicky wait did it ever come on netflix i don't think so if any other type of platform that i used to use when it, that show came out could talk they would they could tell you how many times i've tried to watch that show start it over watch it and try to finish it and i just cannot get past episode seven i just can't i wanted to watch it because of him because he yeah because i saw him in dream high <laughs> he saw him in dream high and yeah that that's a whole other thing but he did so well there i think and i was like oh he's gonna be a good one and so he came out with another one which was you know he came out with different ones so i wanted to watch that one and i just till today i cannot get past episode seven and trust me i try because people talk about how much they love the show people talk about how i don't know i try i try i'm so sorry anyways kim soo hyun i i promise i love him i yeah but he's one of those actors and i'm like Ooh, he's gonna do a hundred thousand percent regardless of the of the the show but his films too 
I should just probably do a whole episode on him one day, okay? I should do a whole episode on my favorite actors and actresses because, yeah, I could, there's so much to say. There's so much to say. Um, there's a reason why I only stick to gay dramas. Anyways, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going off tangent. Um, what was I talking about again? Hmm. I can't remember. <laughs> okay. Um, so, we got Kim Soo Hyun, So Yuji, I... Um, I think she's kind of the reason why I was not because I wasn't like jumping in to watch the show. I watched it once it completely aired out. Aired out. It's not a phrase. Um, once it was completely out, that's when I watched it because I kind of binge watched it. Um, but one of the reasons why I wasn't really into or interested in watching it was because of her, and not because I didn't like her. I just hadn't seen her in anything else. I knew she, I knew she was in other stuff. I just never watched it, and so i i don't know i just i don't know there was something that was like mm, i don't know if i want to like her <laughs> i don't know how to explain and i apologize i really don't want to fit anyone but i was like mm, i don't know i don't know how i feel about that pairing um but i gave it a shot because of the premise or the concept the concept i thought was really interesting which is him as a caretaker and with his you know him as a caretaker with his autistic older brother and her as a child book author okay and then you add all these other different elements to it i thought that was very interesting so so i was like okay let's watch it so i watched it and automatically fell in absolutely fell 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 in love okay um yeah so i at first wanted to kind of go step by step by this story but again many of you have already either watched it and many of you want to watch it so i don't want to spoil too much so right off the bat okay i really i thought it was very just like hotel de luna like i thought it was refreshing to see a different type of female character um but here re-watching re-watching um again this time around i think what really stood out to me and what really just kind of i think what the kind of conclusion i made was that at first i thought okay this story is about these three or this story is about these two or this story is about her because it starts off with her you know the stop motion is about her and re-watching this entire show i realized at least in my opinion this entire story is all about moon Kong day okay and the main reasons why i love this show and it's <clears throat> i think you would uh, yes i liked moon uh Kumunyan's character um yes i thought she was uh definitely crazy but she um was a refreshing type of female lead um but i i think what really hooked me was moon kong Tae's character i followed his character more around the first time i watched it um i the first time i watched it i followed his character more around and i didn't really pay i did pay attention to convenience like what's going on with her but i mostly was paying uh, the point of view was more in his point of view than in hers um and let me tell you why it's because 
I could not relate more to any characters, okay? If I could talk about my favorite characters, Moon Kong Tae has to be one of my favorite characters. And the reason why is because I just found him so relatable. If anyone could write my <laughs> my emotions and the way I internally am in a character, it's Moon Kong Tae's, okay? And uh, the reason why it took me so long to talk about this show is because of that. Because I'm like, I know I'm going to get too deep with this show and I don't want to scare people off. But pretty much, again, like re-watching it, I was like, this is, the main character is Moon Kong Day. Like, it just is. Like, everything's happening to him and the way he handles it and the way he progresses. And it's just, yeah, it's just very, I don't know. Anyone out there who's watched it, let me know what you guys think. But if you watch it in his point of view, everything just shifted for me. Because I was able to see like, oh, this is all about healing your inner child. And it's so evident right off the bat because it it introduces the show with them as kids in stop motion figure, okay? this is the yes it has that trope of like oh they knew each other since childhood yeah but the thing i like about this one is that that is introduced right off the bat one thing that makes it really tropey and k-dramas is that they late they say it later on in the show like they'll say like um oh yeah she was your childhood sweetheart all along or they figure that out later in the show the middle of the show whatever here it's already introduced right the bo- uh, right off the bat like yep they knew each other's kids and uh, later on they admit like yeah i remember you and i remember you saved my life all this stuff and then it's really good it's really good i like the way they did it here i think they did it cleverly here um is this still tropey yes <laughs> for sure but i think I, I think they did a really good job there um so pretty much if you guys um haven't seen it it's it's about these two kids again it's moonlock tay he has an older brother who's autistic that he has to take care of growing up he had a a mom and um the mom was a single mom and she definitely struggled she they had a little cute little family unit but she definitely put a lot of pressure on him to take care of the, the brother you know and it makes sense because she was alone and she had no other help and she and only i mean i don't i can't say for those who don't have experience with autistic people or who don't have people who are in the spectrum in their family or um you know in their friend group or whatever or in in anything um i just want to make this disclaimer not disclaimer but i just want to make it very clear for those who have never experienced um living with someone like that or who have never experienced working with someone like that um, and need to be educated more definitely definitely be more oh, every time this is what attorney extraordinary attorney woo i started getting emotional i'm already getting emotional ah, sorry i'm just again i'm not an expert obviously i'm not in the spectrum but i do have family members and when i was in my early 20s i used to work at a psych facility I used to work with around people like that um and I just have to say like please um be mindful you know uh be mindful of people who can't help themselves they can't help they can learn it in a different way but 
with people who are in the spectrum, depending on what kind of, you know, specific, you know, disorder they have or condition they have or whatever it is, depending on that or high, high, how high or how low in the spectrum they are, they communicate totally different. First of all, every human being is different. Every personality, every person has a different personality. Everyone has different love languages. Everyone has different um, quirks and tics. And they, everyone communicates different and receives and gives differently, you know, already. With people in the spectrum, it's like even more, it's like you would, they, you'd have to be very intentional very intentional to communicate because they communicate differently they talk differently and i feel like if you know someone if you haven't if you if you haven't met anyone in the spectrum if you don't know anyone please once you encounter someone like that just be intentional with them don't talk down to them don't talk like you know they're dumb they understand they just process differently they communicate differently they it's just they're wired a little differently and that's totally okay you know that's why this show is called it's okay to not be okay and that's why another reason why i love this show because it's a freaking title well i mean technically the literal title is psycho but it's okay and uh yeah so and then the english title it's okay to not be okay but like i said if you know someone who knows that just be very intentional um just know that or if you have to encounter with someone like that and you feel like you can't really communicate with them be intentional on finding how you can communicate with them you know it's just please take care of these people that they cannot defend themselves i think one thing for me uh, this is my life mantra model whatever i have many but one of my biggest one is to be an advocate for those that cannot be def- to be an advocate to those who cannot defend themselves okay and uh, i think for me it's more in the mental region um mental health region uh because again i've experienced where i have people in my life that don't know how to can't defend themselves because they can't help the way they are and so I had to deal with other people to try to treat them like they're like them and they try to treat them like oh you should know this you should know like okay let's take this a step at a time okay like you can't treat them if they don't know they haven't been taught this this is anyone to be honest like you can't treat people like crap <laughs> obviously and you can't treat people like they should know something already and and they've never experienced it it's like no like if someone is not getting something or is not understanding something or if they're behaving a certain way in in public or they're behaving a certain way when they don't get what they want um really like again be intentional and see okay what how did we get here you know how did we get here and um and I just don't want to say the improper words. That's why I feel like I'm not making sense right now. I kind of tread treading lightly, but again, like everyone's different. Like you can get, you can get, you can see eye to eye with anyone if you are just intentional and go in it with humbly, 
with humility and kindness and and you can and i'm sorry i just went off on a rant i just think like for me when it comes to the subject of this people in the spectrum i'm very sensitive to it if you guys heard my extraordinary uh, extraordinary attorney woo first impressions um you guys would know like i have people in my family and that's why i'm very sensitive because there are people around me that thought were my friends that either made fun of them or you know whatever i don't know it's just i'm very sensitive when it comes to that that, that subject but i'm welcome to those who who are curious and are willing to learn more and are sensitive about it and intentional about it so that's why i really like this show because you see that even though you can see how at first it's like oh that's how he is Sante, the autistic older brother that's the way they treated him like oh this is how he is well that's this he can't help himself but i like the fact that they gave him room to grow they gave him room to learn um it was so i just love the fact that um Conte, the main character had this chart of different expressions so he could learn hey like this and you could see how much Conte taught his brother like he was intentional about it he was definitely intentional it doesn't say it it just shows and they showed it in that way and putting that chart builder in like chart builder sorry i'm thinking about church um sorry not chart builder i'm sorry um oh gosh i'm like my brain is so fried right now um he puts up the the expression chart on the wall um and just he lets him really learn about people because one thing that they have struggled with is learning knowing and learning social cues you know and for me with my family member there's one thing that i i was very cautious about like okay well next time this you know and explain to them like okay well this person is doing this because they're mad you know you know it's just like okay and so this person you know my family member would be like okay okay i understand you know like you just have to explain a little bit more they're not gonna get it right away you know some do but help them, like find different methods man sorry i just yeah but i love the fact that he had that on their wall i like the fact that he gave him room to learn more even though he was older than him even though he's an older um i think he was i think Conte is 30 and he's 35 um and there's still room to grow you know even at that age and i love the fact that they they put that out there with this story you know and uh, i just thought going back to Moon Conte I just, I think for me, why he stood out to me was the way he was written and the way that Kim Soo Hyun um, portrayed portrayed him. And I think for me, at that time when I watched it, I was going through, uh, I wasn't going through anything. I was just like, it was, you know, pandemic times. And I'm the type of person, and trust me, I've worked on it. It's not something like, oh yeah, I struggle with this and uh, that's it. No, like I'm actually, I've actually worked on it. This year was my goal to be better at it and overcome it. But just to get a little deep, okay. And if you guys want to talk about it, go ahead DM me at Instagram, um, kdramacafe underscore podcast, and we could talk about this stuff, okay? No problem. We talk about 
mental health issues mental health uh trauma all that stuff you know and uh yeah so for me one of the things one of the things that i have i had i have had working on it issues with is processing things okay and uh i think it was just so up in my face as i was watching this it's like oh my gosh that's me (laughs) it's literally me like i obviously have not gone through everything this character has gone through like i haven't lost my parents they're still alive um i'm like am i the oldest daughter yes have i took had to take a huge responsibility and raising my my young my way younger siblings my son my siblings are five years apart 13 years apart and i think one the other one is 21 years apart yeah i know um yeah so like i said like i was saying (laughs) uh being the eldest daughter a lot of responsibility falls on you which means it it the effect is for you to grow up faster you know grow up faster and putting everyone else else's um importance above your own and and all that all that good stuff all that good stuff and so and being the strong person you know being the oldest daughter and the oldest grandchild and on my mother's side there is a weight that carries and anyone out there please please reach out to me if you guys have um, experiences there's a weight that is carried on your shoulders to be the strongest because even when i go through you know whether it's a breakup or something crazy in my life um people already just assume like okay you got you're good you're fine you're good anyways drop it um just brush it off but with my younger you know either my younger siblings or my younger family members they take the time to be like oh you know like i don't know it's just different when you're the oldest and so this is something that i carried for a long time and it's not like that anymore it's just because i it's been so long it's really hard for me to i don't know just get rid of that get rid of that trauma i guess or that um i don't know what the term is anyone out there help me out but processing okay my issue is when something would happen to me okay when something happened to me whether it's something that i would get hurt or something would major happen i don't process it right away the problem is that i would just keep it pushing keep it pushing keep it pushing keep it pushing until finally a year later i process it and i break down (laughs) i'll give you an example okay i have one of my dearest uh cousin who has passed when i was uh probably 19 years old and uh yeah at the time like there was no room for me to really just break down and cry and be sad there was no room there's so much that you have to take care of there's so much people that you have to be there for and i just kept it pushing i think i probably cried a little bit but at the time it was like oh you know why are you crying like you should be i don't know i don't know if it's a hispanic thing it's just i don't know what it is i don't know what it is but because of the way i am because okay when you see me in person you'll see that i have i look young okay and i look young i look like i have a baby face i look like i'm super like i don't know quiet and timid that's not (laughs) sometimes i could be quiet 
and introverted but no that my i'm a little my my personality is a little stronger i'm a little bit tougher not as emotional um actually lately now that i'm older i have been getting more emotional um but through the years i've always been the tough one the strong one the one who kind of just brushes it off the one who's always like there for people you know you know big sister stuff big sister stuff um and uh, yeah so when that happened i had no room and no space and no time i wasn't given that opportunity so a year later i think it was around her birthday and um everything just collapsed and i broke down like it hit me and i broke down and i think that was the moment i was like i have a problem (laughs) and this was a long time ago but i just never addressed it again i was just like okay let me just keep it pushing and i think these past three years um i've been trying to be better at i you know i'm not gonna blame my childhood or the way i was raised I think this is a responsibility that you should take. You can't change your circumstances, but you can definitely change your point of view. You can change your perspective. You can change yourself. And I think that's one of my goals this year was to process better, you know. In the moment when something happens, process it. Go through it. If you're angry, you're angry. If you need to cry, cry it out. You don't don't swallow it all back up again. (laughs) Don't, you know, like, it's okay to not be okay (laughs) and watching Kang Tae and really swallow everything up because of his brother really resonated with me there's this scene in episode I wanna say maybe it's episode 4 I wanna say uh, I think it was episode 3 we have a cameo by uh, the lovely the lovely uh what was he he was like the younger brother of the villain in um oh crap in uh vincenzo <laughs> yes okay we have kwak donya okay he plays kwan Gito. i loved his character okay he i forgot i don't remember if they um addressed what kind of diagnosis he has but he is pretty much he's kind of hyperactive i want to say he whenever he gets overstressed overstimulated he starts to strip and just run around run around naked kind of and he lived in a very oppressing household his dad i think was running for mayor maybe i think he was running for some kind of um position off it i can't remember and so because he was born a little different um he was oppressed and he was meant like mentally and physically abused and so when kong Te finally moves to um to back to his hometown okay where all his trauma lies by the way same thing happened to me i had to come back to my hometown for whatever reason okay i'm not trying to be like oh sorry <laughs> i this person is literally just me okay i but but i feel like they're not me because i'm more whimsical than he is okay i'm very i'm more i'm more i'm more fun than he is i think so i don't know um i think i'm more funny than he is just saying but anyways (laughs) uh so this character comes into play and uh definitely oppressed and he was you know abused as a kid 
our girl Comunión in not enables him but kind of mm, what is the word what is the word what is the word uh what is the word this, i don't think it's enabling but she runs out of because he arrives in the psych ward that they both work at so just to jump ahead eventually um main main one of the main things of the story is that Kang Kang Tae goes back. Kang Tae and Song Tae go back to their old um, town where they used to live and where they uh, witnessed their mother's. Well, Song Tae witnessed his mother's death because he was very traumatized. He wasn't able to um, help out with the investigation. Does that make sense? Because all he remembers is a butterfly because the person that killed. Um, his mom was wearing a butterfly brooch okay so ever since then every once a year there's a season in, in a year i think probably after spring maybe is what they said um he always he has starts having nightmares again about butterflies and butterflies and he's always he's yelling and he's saying like the butterflies are here to, you know they said they're gonna kill me they're gonna find me and it's just it's a trauma from what he saw what he experienced because that person who um killed the mom told him like if you say anything i'm gonna come in and i'm, I'm gonna come for you and i'm gonna kill you okay so every year they move around to run away from this butterfly the metaphorical butterfly okay and so the start of the show um it hits that point of the year so where they're like okay it's time to move again but this time there was an opportunity for a hospital that they called OK Hospital. Cute, right? Um, and uh, his one of his friends, um, her name is Judy. Okay, she's so adorable. Um, she's played by uh, Park Yu Park Yu Young. Okay, so pretty, so pretty. And then the director, which we're gonna call Doc or Doctor, is played by Kim Chung Won. Um, and the character's name is Oh Jiwon. So Doctor Oh, Judy Nam Judy has a mom. Her name is Mrs. Kong. Mrs. Kong Soon Duck, played by Kim Mi Young. Okay, Kim Mi Kyung. Right. And then we have the head nurse. Okay, who has a secret identity, played by Jong Young Nam, and the character is Pong Hyung Ja. And another nurse who is her name is Sun Sun Byo, who's played by Jong Guri. Jong Guri. Seljun plays a doctor named Kwan Min Suk, and Choi Woo Sung plays Oh Cha Young, who is the son of Doctor Oh, and I think he also plays a caretaker. In this hospital, we have patients, and these patients are important. One th another thing that I loved, I did notice it the first time, but I think I noticed it even more rewatching it is that they really take care of the characters once they introduce them. They don't just leave them hanging at least for me not all of them i think even the side characters the supporting character they the best that they could to flesh them out but we have lee l playing ko de juan who is none other than komunyeon's father and he's been there for about almost 20 years okay in that hospital and then um kim kichun who plays kong pil he is a war veteran and he has ptsd we have 
and he's actually uh, so adorable as well and then we, oh my gosh okay we'll get there we'll get there and then we have Chu Chung Tae who is played by Jung Jae Kwang he is an alcoholic um Lee Adam who is played by Ji Hye Won I think she has I don't remember what she has um Park Oh Kran who's played by Kang Chi Eun Yu Sun Hae I think she has DID I think she's the one who has it but she's played by Ju In Young Behe Sun plays Kang Eun Ja and she's mentally unstable because um she witnessed her daughter die and so she's she she has a good story i'm telling you each character has a really good story and they really take care of these characters i think and then obviously who i was mentioning before kwak do young plays um kwan kito okay other people that are important to think about is sung sung yi sung publishing company so the publishing company who publishes komun young's um books uh the ceo is played by kim ju han i freaking love him man he i love him i really like him a lot he uh the character is lee sangin and we're gonna call him either publisher or sangin if i whatever i remember and then park jinju plays his assistant and she is so adorable okay i love her when i see her as a supporting character she's just so excellent she does she always is excellent and also she has some pipes she has she sings really good okay i would love to see her live if she's ever in a musical again oh my gosh she's so good but yeah she plays um assistant yu jisung yu sung jae okay and uh yeah <laughs> it's, it's a lovely story and i love the fact that they fleshed out not a lot okay because they could do so much with all these characters but each character has their story each character you see um have a conclusion they point out different types of disorders and um you know obviously trauma ptsd and the way they handle it in different situations i think they did really really well in in throwing in this you know this guy moon kong tae who is doesn't have that type of any type of disorder but he has his own trauma that he deals with and he deals with it in not a healthy way so literally everyone in this show is like unhinged well not unhinged but everyone in the show is pretty much going through it and so i think there's no other way to really just title it it's okay to not be okay and i think at that time i have i barely heard that phrase so i was very enamored by that phrase it's okay to not be okay because that's something that you don't hear nowadays you hear and I am so happy that nowadays everything's more aware. We're talking about mental health more. We're talking about trauma more. Um, I feel like there's people out there who downplay it or they use it as a trend. I'm not going to lie. But there's some people that out there that talk about it that are very sincere about it. And they're creating an open space, a safe space for people to talk about it more. And trust me, that's a good thing. The more we talk about it, the more we address, the more... We're able to really just pinpoint it and really heal, you know? Really, really heal from it. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay that you're not okay because, especially me, who I grew up in the church, I grew up in a Mexican household. It was like you would get thrown at, like, oh, you have, why, why would you not be okay? Like, you should be okay. 
there's nothing wrong with you if you're not okay you know and it's just like just I just need to process like right now I'm not okay and it's okay you know or life is not okay right now and it's okay because one day it will be okay um but yeah so we have all these characters that I I really I really love shout out to the kid characters by the way the kid characters the child actors uh, I think they did also an excellent job. Moon Woo Jin, who we've seen before, he plays Moon Kang Tae's uh, younger self. Kim Soo Eun plays Ko Moon Young as uh, a kid, and Lee Kyu Lee Kyu Sung plays um, Moon Song Tae as uh, his younger self. Then we have Nam Judy played by Park Seo Kyung, and um, Kang Tae and Song Tae's mom is played by Jo Hye Jin. Um, and there's definitely more characters that I can't, I really don't have time to go over. But I think one of the, the moment that, and the moment that it hit me like, oh, I'm gonna like this drama a lot, or that it hit me like, I really like this character, is when Kwak Dong Young's character came into play. He came in, and I can't really explain more than for you to just watch it, because it's just, you gotta watch it, and and really pay attention to what's really going on because he goes in and he runs away and obviously Kang Tae is trying to get him you know because it's his job to take him back to um take him back to the hospital and so he runs off he runs into Ko Moon and Ko Moon is obviously on hand she just whatever she wants um she there's so much to talk about her I just don't have the time to talk about her but she's she's a she plays an important part in this show because she also because she is so blunt and she has no filter uh because of her disorder um and also because i think that's her person that's her as well but because she's that she just says it how it she she sees it um and she like she learns as well she learns about emotions she learns about other people and how they feel same thing she goes through a journey as well but again i just want to today i just want to pay attention to kong t's character okay not that i'm going to do an, another episode on this show <laughs> don't worry um but when kwang sorry uh kwang Hito comes into play and he runs into kong kong's like hey let's have fun. you want to have fun let's have fun and they drive to the city where they see a campaign for his father's um campaign i don't know he's running for office um and he goes in and he goes to the podium and he takes a mic and he's like dancing around he's like he talks to everyone he's like hey everyone i'm this person's son and he really abused me as a kid and he really didn't you know he treated me differently because i was born differently this and that he just like laid it all out and obviously the dad was upset had security chase him around and he was having a blast he was chasing around he had a long coat he had stripped before so all he had was underwear underneath i believe yeah just underwear he had a long coat he was running around he was having fun and there's this moment where it's just like slow motion and it pants to moon kong tae's face and he's just looking and he's like he sees and he's looking at him having fun being um looking unhinged and being um just free i think that's the word that came to my mind he was just being free 
and he didn't care and he was like it's like yeah it was such a beautiful beautiful moment and you see Mulan Day's face again and then he sees he sees you know Quan and then it goes into um his uh he sees it again and instead of Quan jumping around it's him he's imagining himself do that with a genuinely happy face and that and i know like you guys are probably thinking um sorry that's like okay (laughs) it's not as cool as you're making out to be but trust me in that moment i was like oh my gosh yes (laughs) yes like that's how i feel a lot well again now that i'm you know it's been three years so it's just different i've changed in these past three years i'm working on myself um but i could feel that like that feeling of like having just that feeling of just being that free and he felt so trapped in every way possible because he felt guilty okay first of all he genuinely wants to take care of his brother he genuinely loves his brother But he's also trapped because of the guilt of his brother not being able to take care of himself and fend for himself and him being the only family, you know, and when you you need so much more care and time um, to really take care of, of someone in the spectrum, you really need to again, you really need to be intentional. And so for him, like if he has fun and he does for things for himself, um, I think when he was young, maybe he they either gaslight him not gaslight him but probably guilt trip him for doing that for like hey like your brother's priority your brother's priority and now as he's older it's not people saying it it's himself saying it to his head like hey your brother's priority that's it like if you you're a horrible person if you put you like you it kind of reminds me of 25 21 where where, um becky jen says i promise i'll never be happy ever again it's kind of like that but totally different i don't know why that scene came to my mind but yeah you see that and you see that for a split second like oh okay like you you want to be free and when he meets Komun Young like they are such a crazy duo but it works because he is brings out good in her and like he teaches her how to really assess the situation before acting out impulsively and hurting people hurting herself and he teaches her about that and then she also teaches him like hey you're being a hypocrite you're you're smiling but your eyes are saying something else you're not being genuine with yourself because she's that blunt and so it just works so well together and i think i think i love it because yeah like they did such a good job really at least for me that's what i got and uh i think that's why mostly why i think sorry the mostly why i love this show is because i get to see yes they have their struggles yes it's it is a k-drama we have a crazy like plot serial killer plot and we got the you know different aspects to it and all that stuff and different tropes to it but between like among everything they do such a good job with how they deal with how uh, Moon Kang Tae grows up 
and how Kumunyan grows up and how Moon Song Tae grows up. And if I could really summarize this entire show, okay, is um, healing your inner childhood. Because those three, the main story of, the main, main story is that these three had dealt with a childhood trauma in their child years and when they were kids in that same city in that same little town that they all went back uh, 20 years later 18 years later and uh, a lot of us a lot of us go through that where you go through a trauma as a child and that specific trauma whether it's little or it's big it just festers into your adult years you start doing stuff that you're like why am i like this or why do i do this or why do i have trust issues or why this because if something happened when you were a child most of the time i don't want to like box people in or anything but with these three they i'm so sorry they each went through something as a kid and as the show this is something that really caught my attention as the show progressed episode by episode every time they went through a step or a healing moment or a closing moment the the director would show like it would pan to them as adults obviously in the present and then there would be just a slight moment where you see them as a child it's like they're there but it's like you see them as a child and uh, every healing moment it's like it's i don't even know how to explain it really well but spoiler alert spoiler alert at the end of the show when they all confronted the main boss <laughs> the main villain the main person that gave them the trauma um they they were all positioned a certain way where like it showed them conquering what they their trauma and it pans it just pans so beautifully the the entire room and it shows them as adults and then it goes goes around it goes back to them and it's them as kids so it's like it's pretty much saying that they were stuck at a time of their childhood when they dealt with that trauma and it shows it's very it's it's like that in the entire show and i like that they they did that because so many people go through that where they go through something as a kid and they never get that chance to really heal or they get stuck at that age and uh i thought it was just brilliant that they did that i think not many people talk about it i think i'm the only one that (laughs) really paid attention to it but i just it was so powerful for me for me i'm not saying it's like oh my gosh this is so innovative i'm just saying like for me at the time it resonated with me and it was so powerful at the fact that when they went through a healing moment when they conquered a fear when they when when they did a step up they were able to they showed them in the moment as a child as their child and i loved it because it shows like i'm not gonna be stuck there anymore mentally i was stuck there mentally i've been stuck there and i want to grow up (laughs) i want to grow up i want to get better and i think these three went through that again there's so many different stories in the show 
but I absolutely loved it. I loved that. Absolutely loved it. And, um, and yeah, and I think that's why I called it healing my inner child because so many of us have gone through things that like someone, people hold on to something that like even a like offensive remark from when you were a child or a teen and people carry that people you know like someone tells you like oh like you look ugly in that hairstyle and so you never wear the hairstyle ever again or you're traumatized or like oh you smell a little and then so like you're always like so fixated on something and like making sure that you always like shower and put egg people get stuck and i think it's good to address it and process it and and just keep moving forward once you once you process it there you know and you're aware like okay i've been stuck here mentally (laughs) and i haven't been able to move on and i think they do so beautifully they beautifully do it i think the whole serial killer bit of it really takes away from the entire premise of this show or the importance of, of the good stuff the mental health issues part um, or the healing part aspect, I think that's what's like, mm, that's what's like, uh, that's the shame there. Cause it's like, I think towards the end and I'm, I'm finishing it off here. Cause I just literally went on the thing, right? Um, <laughs> and I apologize for that, but I think at towards the end of the show, it felt like, okay, we need to add this. We need to add the, the K drama formulas up in here. We need to add this, we need to add that just to make it more interesting and, I think if I think if they just kept it as it's supposed to be and really hone in on on those main points of like, you know, yeah, like you're healing your inner child. Yes, we go through that and we learn. We're giving space and, you know, a safe space and open open space to really admit it and then grow up and then get better, you know. And uh and I think it just didn't fulfill all that because uh i think at the end towards the end they were like oh we gotta add all this stuff and and i think that sucks you know because there's some really good writers out there but because of like production or whatever the the big guys at the top were like oh we gotta meet these you know and it just just sucks so that's why i love it but um would i recommend the show i i recommend it but just give it grace. <laughs> give it grace and watch it in the perspective of it's a Mungante story. I think you will really enjoy it in that way. But yeah, guys, I went off on a rant once again. And I know I didn't really go too much into detail with this show. But these are the things that really I thought of as I was re-watching. So um, I still stuck to the main point of it. But I hope you guys um, watch it and let me know what you guys think. And uh, and yeah, let me know. You can direct message me on Instagram, kdramacafe underscore podcast. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts. If you guys watched it, if you guys don't want to watch it, just let me know. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys have a good one. Next episode is going to be so special. I'm so excited. I have some, a surprise for you guys so so excited i'm gonna be doing my first impressions on this thing with you um but stay tuned guys because it's a surprise it's gonna be a special one and keep looking forward to my next rewatch which is on a really old show uh 
cinderella's sister okay yeah yeah that's the next one so stick around for that stick around for my moving review yes we're gonna be talking about moving on disney plus really soon so hope you guys look forward to that stay stick around um i hope if you guys are having a great day just let us know why you're having a great day so we can all be pumped with you okay um if you guys are at work have a great day at work you got this if you guys are at school back at school you guys got this we got this i'm going back to school soon to finish my master's oh my gosh um yeah i'm scared (laughs) oh yeah but we got this we got this and if you guys are driving please drive safe but you guys i hope this helps someone out there um i hope i hope we're able to address healing our inner child more these days which we are we are we are but you guys i hope you have a wonderful day and you got this we all got this (laughs) sorry we all got this and thank you so much for joining me here once again at the k-drama cafe podcast